It's time for Sports Page, the weekly show where we dig into University of Central Missouri athletics. Each week, I visit with members of the UCM athletic community. We also review some Mules and Jenny's history, find out where two UCM alumni are now, and take a look at the week ahead in UCM athletics. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Joel Moore, and it is my privilege to bring you the top athletic program in the Mid-America Intercollegiate Athletics Association and one of the best overall programs in all of NCAA Division II athletics. This week on Sports Page, we're featuring Jenny's Golf as they get ready for the postseason. I have head coach Chris Port and junior McKenna Rice in the studio. It's going to be a great show, so don't go away. It's time for Sports Page. Chris Port is in his 11th season as head coach of the Jenny's Golf team after starting the program during the 2012-2013 school year. The Jennies rank number two in the NCAA Division II Central Regional Rankings and number 25 in all of Division II. They are preparing for the MIAA Championships Monday through Wednesday in Joplin, Missouri. Last season under Port, UCM finished runner-up at the Central Regional in Hot Springs, Arkansas to qualify for the NCAA Women's Golf Championship for the second time in program history. The Jennies went on to finish a program best 14th at the NCAA Division II Championship in Gainesville, Georgia. Coach Port played golf for the Mules from 1990 to 1992 under head coach Tim Poe and has worked at Mules National Golf Club since 1995, including the last eight years as the head golf professional. He graduated from Central Missouri in 1992 with a bachelor's degree in political science and spent three years as an assistant golf professional at the St. Louis Country Club before returning to Warrensburg, and he has been a golf professional for 23 years and a Class A member of the Professional Golfers Association of America since 1997. So, Coach, I have to ask, what is it like to start a program from scratch? Well, it, it's been great. I mean, it uh, it was a little daunting at first because, you know, we don't have anything. <laughs> so getting all the stuff and, and you know, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been great. We've had a lot of great kids come through this program and every group of kids we've built upon. I mean, I, I told the kids in our first recruiting class, I said, you guys will probably not stay in the record book very long, but you are the most important team in program history because you were the first team in program history. What's been the greatest challenge during that stretch? Um, you know, I, it's interesting on the women's side. Coach Poe and I have this conversation all the time that for every good player I can find, he can find 30. And we're kind of at that point now where – you know, it takes a really special kid from a recruiting standpoint to move our needle. And it, it's gotten a lot harder. We're not getting better in chunks anymore. You know, we're, we're getting better every year, but it's a very small incremental change when you get to that top 25 position. What's been the most rewarding part of, of building a program? The kids. I mean, the, the really, you know, I, I, as we walked in here today, I told McKenna, Kelly Welker, who played, was our first, what I would call, really good recruit. She's the assistant coach at Texas State. They're currently playing the third round of their conference championship. They're in the lead, and if they win, they're going to make their first regional for Kelly. So the relationships with the kids, I mean, that, that's what's the best part of coaching always. Well, talking about the kids, let's talk about this year's team. You have conference championships coming up. You've won three tournaments. You've finished second three times. Teams seems to be playing with a lot of confidence. Yeah, we, we've had a really good year. Uh, quite honestly, you know, I, I talked to the kids Monday about this. You know, our conference record head-to-head this year is 41-1. and 
and our comp, our region record against region teams is 79 and 7 and 5 of those losses are to Henderson State. So th- this group is a veteran group. They are extremely experienced. They don't get rattled. This this is a really really good team. They just happen to be in a region with the number 4 ranked team in the country. Well, I mean, speaking of it being a really good team, as I was looking at your stats, you've only had one individual champion this year, but you've been successful the whole year. That says to me balance. Yeah, I mean, you take Rosie. We've played 10 tournaments. She's been in the top five six times. Yeah. And she's been in the top 10 seven times and the top 15 nine times. She's had one bad finish, and it was a 28th place, I think. And, you know, you've got... I mean, the the depth is everywhere. You, you know, Haley tied for first at the home tournament, loses in a playoff. Uh, she had a third-place finish last week. Uh, I think Nicole has a second-place finish this year. McKenna has a second-place finish this year. I mean, the depth of our roster is strong. Who are the teams that you have to watch as we get into the MIAA championships? Joe, I'm a coach. I worry about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last year, at the, last year at the conference tournament, we beat <laughs> – we beat Central Oklahoma, we beat Rogers, and we beat Northeastern. And if you'd have told me we were going to beat those three teams before the tournament started, I'd have been like, cool, conference championship? Nope. Nebraska Kearney came out of nowhere and beat us. So I, I, I was talking with a coaching friend of mine yesterday, and I said, you know, I've got this great record against everybody, and yet I'm going into the conference tournament nervous because, God, what happens if we don't play good? It's the same thing at the regional, you know. We're, we're the second-best team in the region, and it's not close by a long stretch, and I'm worried about making the national tournament. I, I don't think there's a coach out there that doesn't worry about it every single day, and we have this ability to look past our successes and only focus on the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. It, it, it's it? amazing how we do that. Well, who you mentioned all, a lot of the, the players for the Jennies. Who really has stood out, maybe been a surprise for you this season? Well, I, I think that McKenna, you know, McKenna is a senior this year. Last year, she was close to being in the top five throughout the season. She was in the top five, I think, six times last year. But at the end of the season, I, you know, I made a coaching decision, and she ends up not playing in the postseason. She came back in this fall, and, I mean, that girl went home and worked her ass off. And she, it, it's been really nice for me to see the kind of season she's had. I mean, she's... She, she's had five top 15 finishes. She has been a huge part of our success this year. And it, it's nice when a kid who, coming out of high school, she wasn't one of the highly recruited kids that we were trying to get. She was a kid that I, I was happy to get. But if you'd have told me four years ago she was going to have her senior season like this, I'd have been like, okay, we'll see. So, you know, it's, it's nice when kids put in tons of work, and I mean tons of work, and she's finally getting that reward. No, it's awesome. You like to hear those types of things. When you, you know, you've talked about your coach. When you were playing for the Mules, even into your golf pro career, did you ever have designs or plans on being a coach? Yeah, no, I, I you know, I left after graduation and went to St. Louis for a couple of years as an assistant pro. And when the opportunity to come back here came back, my intention was to come back, get a master's degree, and I wanted to be coach. Well, you know, life happens and, and, so I stayed, and, and, you know, I always saw myself being a men's coach. Now, quite honestly, I'd never coach men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am much more suited to the, the, the gender I'm coaching, um, and it, it's super rewarding. I mean, the, these kids represent this university so well. 
you know, I think the last five or six years, our G- team GPA is above 3.6. They don't get in trouble. They play hard. They do it all right. And it's what makes you proud to call them student athletes. And my kids are students first all the way. You know, we have a lot of coaches on our staff that are UCM alums. I'm an alum. Got mm-hmm. to come back to my alma mater. What does it mean to you to be able to be the coach that started the program at your alma mater? Well, it's special. I mean, that, uh, you know, UCM's always been special or for me, Central Missouri State. But, yeah, me you know, too. <laughs> um, it, it's cool to have had the opportunity to start the program. You know, Jerry Hughes, when when they decided they were going to do this, I just walked into his office and I said, Jerry, I want to be the women's coach. And that was the extent of the interview I had. So really kind of lucky that it worked out the way it did. But at the same time, they've they I think they've benefited from what we've been able to do. So it's 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 cool. Um, it, it would be hard to see myself being anyplace else. And you know, I mean, we have a lot of unfinished business. Uh, I you know I'm four straight years second at the conference tournament. I kind of like to get that monkey off my back. But we have bigger aspirations, and and the kids that we bring into this program, you know, we talked to them from the start. You know, the regular season is a really nice thing, but we're only using the regular season to get prepared for postseason. And the success of our program is 100% dictated by what we do in the postseason. So let's talk about that. What is it going to take to get that MIAA championship, but then even further to get that regional and win a national title? Yeah, where is – we, I really like at the home tournament. Man, we played bad. It was it was ugly conditions, and we just we played bad, but we found a way to win. And then we that was our fourth tournament in in a month, and we got about ten, twelve days off, maybe fifteen days off before the the last tournament we played. And I felt like we were pretty fresh. The kids were really mentally locked in that week. Um, you know, with two holes to play, we were a shot behind. And I thought, oh, we're, we might get there this week. And, you know, the way we finished, we didn't finish bad, but they finished better, and we ended up losing by a couple shots. Going into this week, you know, I, I told the kids Monday, I said, I don't want you to be overconfident because ultimately we got to go play 54 holes well. But I said, you guys have had a really dominant season. I mean, one team in the league has gotten one win against you all season. So I feel really good about where we're at going into the regional, which we're definitely making the regional. I feel really good about where we're at. Call me an optimistic coach, but Henderson is a fantastic team, but I'm just not really too scared of them. I mean, I know that if we go do what we can do, we can beat them. And then you get to the national championship, and the goal there is to get to match play and see what happens. Because as we saw last year, the number eight seed won the national tournament. So you just got to get in the final eight to have a shot at the national championship. So this year, basically, it's just do what you can do. Yeah, I mean, again, with a veteran roster like I have, they don't don't get really uptight. They don't get nervous. I mean, they do, but this team is really level. If we, we get off to a bad start, they're fine. They're going to settle in. This year is one of the least coaching years I've had when we get on the course. I mean, I, I, my job really is to stay out of their way once we get on the course. Occasionally, somebody's playing bad, and it, it takes a little extra work. But I've done, I've done a whole lot more watching this year than I have coaching at tournament sites. Well, talking about Jennies, you have a little Jenny at home of your own daughter, Ellie. 
Yeah, my my daughter's she now? 24 now. She's 24 I'm now. Best, my bio probably hasn't been updated in a long time, would be my guess. No, my daughter is 24 and has a little one-year-old of her own. So. Is she a golfer? Uh, my daughter didn't play golf because that's what I did. And I was never a big pusher of what I did. So my guess is later in life she'll find golf. Now, my granddaughter, I'll probably make sure that she has a set of clubs <laughs> in her hand at an early age. Because if I time this out right... I don't think I'll be coaching when she's, you know, able to play, but I'll be able to watch her play some in high school. All right. So time that out and plan that. That's right. All right. Well, Coach, it's time for a little word association that we like to play. I'm going to say a word or phrase, and you respond with the first thing that comes to mind. That's a little dangerous. <laughs> They're all golf-related, so hopefully that'll help. Course. Management. Par. Good. Bogey. Not so good. (laughs) Putt. Uh, In. (laughs) Drive. Straight. Jenny's golf. Dominant. I like that. Dominant. That's a good way to to cap that off. Yeah, like I said, I I feel really good about this roster and this team. They, They have had a really good year. It gets a little overshadowed just because of Henderson, but... I have this sneaky feeling at the end of the season we're going to play our best and and maybe come out on the top end of that. Well, Coach, you and I were in college together. It's been so much fun for me watching this team from its inception grow to the point it's at today. And I just there's bigger things down the road. I just know it. Good luck to you guys. Congratulations on the great success you've had this year. Now let's go win a conference title. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. That was UCM head Jenny's golf coach, Chris Port. When we come back, we'll take a look at this week in UCM athletics history. Don't go away. This is Sports Page. Champions know how to seize opportunities. When they see moments of greatness unfold right before their eyes, they push as hard as they possibly can. And then they push harder. Because the heart of a champion never settles, never quits, and never stops giving its all. We are champions. We are Division II. We go big, we give it everything we've got, and we win. On the field, on our campuses, in our communities, for our causes, in our careers. We rise to become champions in everything we do. We are Division II and there are no limits here. We make our time count. We set our own path. We become champions on our terms. It's time to up your game because we're here to play and learn. But most importantly, we're here to discover ourselves, our vision, our heart, our drive to achieve every goal we aim for because we want to be champions at the highest level, life. At Division II, the opportunities are here. Are you ready? Now let's take a look at this week in UCM Athletics history, April 20th through 26th. On April 21st, 2004, Danny Powers hurled a no-hitter, with only one walk allowed, against Pittsburgh State University in the front end of a doubleheader. The Mules dominated the Gorillas 14 to nothing in the contest. Jenny's softball also had a no-hitter during this week in UCM history. Lacey Dixon blanked Missouri Western on April 20th, 2011, and a 1-0 Jenny's win. 
Just one year ago, on April 23, 2022, Antonio Lay sprinted to a mule's track and field record of 10.10 seconds in the 100-meter dash at the Pittsburgh State Tune-Up. And Bruce Dirks set a new standard in the 110-meter hurdles at the same event, racing to a 14.04 finish. Jenny's Golf set a school record for lowest 54-hole total when the Jens carded a 9.05 at the MIAA Championships April 22nd through the 24th in 2019. Yet another historic week for the Mules and Jennies, April 20th through 26th, this week in UCM Athletics history. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll hear from one of the Jennies leaders, Junior McKenna Rice. You're tuned in to Sports Page. We have so much to celebrate in Division II, but we're especially proud of our commitment to Make-A-Wish. Division II student-athletes have led a 10-year initiative to raise funds and help grant wishes of children with life-threatening medical conditions. Nearly $3 million have been raised, and hundreds of children's wishes have been granted. We play hard, we work hard, and we support others in need. Why? It's simple. Because we care. We are here now with Junior McKenna Rice. McKenna, good to have you in the studio with us today. Thank you so much for having me. A little bit about McKenna. Well, she's really smart. She is a three-time MIAA honor roll performer and a two-time Women's Golf Coaches Association All-American Scholar as a criminal justice major. This season, she ranks fourth on the team with a 78.2 average. In 10 events, she has a pair of top five finishes and three top 10 finishes. Y'all have had a solid season so far. How's your confidence going into the conference tournament? Honestly, we don't want to go into the tournament with, you know, too much cockiness or anything like that. But I would say that that we're fairly confident and, you know, we know what we need to get done and just trying to go down there and and do what we need to do without, you know, too many outside distractions or expectations. And so we're confident going into postseason and I think we're excited more than anything. A lot of fans of golf don't know that in college you play a fall season and then you play mm-hmm. a spring season. First of all, which one do you prefer, the fall or the spring? I mean, the weather is definitely better in the fall, but the postseason obviously has its own excitement around it. And so, you know, both have their, their pros and cons, but the, everything leads up to the postseason. So, honestly, I think everyone would say spring. Are you one of those players who would rather play when it's cool, or do you want those hot, hot days? I mean, in general, I would rather be cold than hot, but when it comes to golf, it's a little bit more to manage, obviously. When it's cold outside, keeping your hands warm is obviously the the number one thing that you have to manage, so I would probably want to be hot rather than cold when it comes to golf. Is it challenging to go from a season, do a season like that where you, you play all fall, and then you have to take off that winter break, and you play in the spring? I've got, I've got to think that if you're having a really strong fall, you mm-hmm. want to keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. Or if you struggle in the fall, man, I got to sit and think about that all the way until spring. So is it is it a challenge, or do you just kind of get used to it? I think you kind of get used to it. Golfers tend to practice all the time, whether it's cold or hot or anything in between. We have 
we are blessed to have a really nice indoor facility as well so that helps and I don't live far from Warrensburg my you know I'm from Lee Summit Missouri like you said and so I can come down here and use the indoor facility and so it is just it's really nice to be able to have that time off and kind of give yourself a mental and physical break as well. So you were a four-time state qualifier in high school. Yes. You're not unfamiliar with success. You've been there. You've done that. Does that really give you some confidence in college? I think so. This will actually be my first postseason, uh, first and last. Actually, I'm graduating in May, but um, this it does it does give me a little bit of confidence. And you know, you know what you need to do. You know what you need to take care of, and really just putting your head down and getting it done is is what it really all boils down to. How's the college game different from high school? It's a lot more competitive, obviously. You know, you come from a program where all of us came from programs where we were the best on our teams. And so coming to even just our team is so competitive within itself. We have a lot of a lot of depth within our program, and that's kind of why you see our roster kind of switch and change every once in a while because we have a lot of great players who can do well, and just because someone isn't traveling doesn't mean that they're, you know, any less of a golfer than someone who is traveling. And so just being able to really recognize that you need to work hard and get what you need to take care of done um, I think that's really just the main the main difference you got to work hard to succeed for well, you're, sure you're one of the two women on the team that's played every event yes so I was looking at your stats so, this, so you've obviously this been consistent year. this year yes I I did have my first two years I did not travel much um, at, even at all and I kind of had a point in time where I was kind of fed up with not playing very good and so I did work really really hard I actually lived in Warrensburg the summer in between my sophomore and junior years and I worked at Traditions just to be around the the golf course all the time and so I really improved as a player and my mental game got a lot better and I got more confident within myself and within my game and so I think that's just the main thing that has switched for me. I, I didn't want to um, remain where I was, and I wanted to get better, and I wanted to get better not only for myself but for my team as well. And so I did my best to do that. Speaking of your game, what is your game? Are you a long off the tee player? Are you uh, the short game? Or you just do you try and be just fully com- the, the complete everything? Or what is your game? I would say my strengths are not length for sure. I'm somewhere in the middle, um, but I think I'm a really good ball striker. I think I'm very consistent. My short game is definitely the part where I can struggle a little bit, but. I think I am a very consistent ball striker. I think I have a good mental game as well. I, you know, I don't let myself get too frazzled by any sort of situation. I try to keep my composure. And so I think that those would be my two best strengths. When I'm playing really well, I'm hitting, you know, I'm hitting a lot of greens. I'm striking my irons very well. I'm, I'm putting it down the fairway on every tee box. So that's when I play well. And then, of course, when you are hitting a lot of greens you're going to have a lot of close you might have a lot of close birdie putts and so then when I can get my putter going within you know that 10 foot range and make some good birdie birdie putts is when I I sort of play well okay so I was reading your bio before we, we came in yes 
you were on the archery team I in was. high school. Yes. You, number one, do you still shoot? No, I don't. So I was on the archery team for seven years through elementary, middle, and high school. So I started in sixth grade, and then I just I continued, which is something unique about the Lee Summit School District, I think. One of our sixth grade teachers was a, I don't remember if he was professional or if he just did it because he really, really enjoyed it. But there's this thing called a natural, National Archery in the Schools program. And so we had a program that started at sixth grade. And then one of my family friends, actually, her name is Shelby. She was very, very good at it. She shot on the uh, USA national team in South Africa. And so her dad actually started a program at the high school and the middle school as well. And so I just continued with it through, throughout my education. So does that translate anyway into the golf game I'm, I'm thinking about it because I, I like to do a little bit of archery I would not be on a national team by any <laughs> but you've got to think about you're aiming for a small target mm-hmm. well that hole is a long way away it's really small is there is there some translation there surprisingly there are a lot of similarities and there are differences I would say archery like golf is very slow um, you're not it's not like, you know, basketball or soccer where you're running around constantly all of the time trying to think on your feet really fast. You have to have a strong mental game in order to keep yourself out of your own head. And so I think that that is one of the main similarities between the two. Okay. That makes sense. Because I mean, when you're when you're about ready to shoot the arrow and something where, you know, kids can kind of struggle with is they – get in their own head and so they try to do something to make it work out really well instead of just going through the motions and trusting yourself and doing what you need to do um trying not to yeah try not to guide it try not to force it and so that's a lot with golf you know you start guiding the ball you're going to get in some trouble so (laughs) maybe that's my problem (laughs) all right well you're a criminal justice major yes i am you said you're graduating in may yes looking forward to that yes i am um i'm a criminal justice major i have a minor in middle eastern studies and then undergrad certificates in emergency management and terrorism and homeland security oh wow so what's the plan i'm going to grad school actually this fall i'm going to grad school i'm going to study international security at george mason university in arlington virginia congratulations that's a great school thank you so then what's the long term what's the plan i would like to work as an intelligence analyst either for um, a private company um, within the private sector or you know a public agency within the federal government okay Will, will golf play into that future somewhere as well I'm never going to completely stop playing golf. I mean, you're going to have to have that brain break. Yes, I've been playing competitively since I was eight. So it's always going to be a part of my life, whether it's competitively in tournaments like it is now, or if it's playing with friends in the future or a league or whatever that may be. Well, that's exciting. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to play a little game before before we let you out of here. It's called Hot Box. Okay. I hit you with a question, and you come up with the first answer that comes to mind. All right. All right. You ready? Okay. Is a taco a sandwich? No. What about a hot dog? No. Why not? I don't know. A taco is definitely not a sandwich. I think hot dog can go either way. Taco, you have something in the middle of, of one tortilla. But I guess that could apply to a hot dog as well. So somebody maybe that it's was the on, two different pieces of bread that make it a sandwich. I think somebody was on earlier said that a hot dog is a hot dog. It's not a it's not a sandwich as long as the bun's connected. But if the bun breaks, then it's <laughs> yeah. a sandwich. I'm thinking, well, that's <laughs> okay. Whatever. Watch a movie or read the book. Movie. K 
cake or pie? Depends on the cake and pie. But I really like pumpkin pie, but I'm a fan of chocolate cake. So, you know. So if I gave you a pumpkin pie or a chocolate, chocolate cake? Chocolate cake. All right. Favorite athlete? Oh, gosh. Um, I would probably have to say Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I'm a big Chiefs fan. Well, you're Lee Summit. Obviously. Yes, yes. <laughs> Favorite sport other than golf? Football. Football. Hype song. Do, do golfers have hype songs? We all have playlists that we normally play um, right before, you know, when we're warming up and, and stuff like that. I don't necessarily think I have one hype song. I tend to uh, listen to a lot of Post Malone before I play golf, though. I don't really know why. I think it's not, it gets my adrenaline super, you know, up there, but it's still upbeat and it, it makes me happy, so. Okay. Dream vacation. Greece. Greece. Yes. I I have never been outside of the United States. I would really like to. Um, traveling is, is one of the things that really piques my interest. And so Greece just looks really, really gorgeous. So I'd like to go there. We've got a couple of students that are in Greece right now. Our high, my, I have two kids in high school, and some of their classmates went to Greece. And all I kept hearing about is, man, we're going to take a trip to Chicago. And everybody else went to Greece. So. <laughs> I'm jealous. Nah, that'd be on that bucket uh-huh. list. You're not playing golf. What are you doing? Right now or in the in the future? Now. Oh, man. Aside from I studying, think, as, as, some, as an activity. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably um, be involved in either, you know, intramural sports of some kind. I probably wouldn't be any good at them. <laughs> but I, I just like the, the activity and the community of it as well. Uh, I would probably get involved in maybe one or two more student groups on campus, something like that. Just something else to uh, be involved. Okay. Finally, what does it mean to you to be a Jenny's golfer? I think the Jenny's golf program has done very well at growing and always pushing themselves to uh, be successful, no matter what that may be. I think we have some really good goals. And I, you know, the the community of it, like I mentioned, is is really nice. I'm I'm friends with, with all of the girls on the team. And so just always pushing each other to be a little bit better every single day. I think that's what that means. Well, McKenna Rice, thank you so much for being here today. Good luck to you with graduation coming up, thank grad you. school. Thank you. It sounds like you've got a really exciting future ahead of thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's McKenna Rice joining us today on Sports Page. Time for Where Are They Now? In this segment, I share with you where one former mule and one former Jenny are today. This week, we are featuring a former Jenny's track and field standout and a mule's basketball legend. Ann Carlson, now Ann Cleary, graduated from UCM in 2009 with a degree in corporate communication and in 2011 with a master's degree in communication. She was inducted into the UCM Athletics Hall of Fame in 2016. Ann won the 2009 Pentathlon National Championship and was a three-time All-American, earning honors in the 2007 and 2008 Heptathlon in addition to her title in the Pentathlon. She ranks in UCM's top 10 in five events and scored in seven different events at the MIAA Championships during her career. As a senior, she was named the Dr. Peggy Martin Award winner as UCM's top female senior student athlete. She is currently the head track coach at Edinburgh University. After serving as Edinburgh University's assistant women's track and field coach for two seasons, Anne was elevated to head track and field coach and director of cross-country operations in May 2013. 
She was recognized as the 2012 United States Track and Field Cross Country Coaches Association Atlantic Region Outdoor Track and Field Assistant Coach of the Year and won the same award for the indoor season the following winter. Anne is married to Edinburgh men's basketball coach Pat Cleary, and the couple reside in Edinburgh with their four-year-old daughter, Brian Elizabeth. Brian Pisco was the starting point guard for the 1984 Mules Basketball National Championship team. He was named Most Outstanding Player of the Regional Tournament that year, even after being released from the hospital two hours before tip-off of the Regional Championship game. He scored 55 points at the Final Four, including a career-high 30 in the semifinal win over North Alabama and 25 in the championship game win over St. Augustine's. Brian ranks ninth all-time at UCM with 263 career assists, while his 160 assists during the 1983-84 season are the fifth most in a single season in school history. During his two years in a Central Missouri uniform, the Mules went 52-10. and 10. After earning his degree, he taught and coached basketball and baseball at Witt High School in Illinois for five years before going to work at Nokomis High School in 1990. There, Brian taught and coached freshman and JV basketball and served as varsity baseball coach, winning a slew of conference and regional titles until retiring three years ago. Unable to sit still, Brian is still subbing and coaching in Nokomis. He and his wife, Laura, have two boys, Jordan and Brendan. Ann Carlson Cleary and Brian Pisco, two more former UCM athletes who have taken what they have learned as student athletes to impact other student athletes. That's a look at where are they now. If you know of a former mule or Jenny who is using what they learned on the gridiron, field, court, course, or track, and in the classroom, email me at jhmore at ucmo.edu and let me know. When we come back, we'll preview the week ahead in UCM athletics. Don't go away. This is Sports Page. We can stop to make sure someone is okay. Get in the way and disrupt the situation. Codify an authority. Or walk them home safely. We can change the language around rape. We can make campuses safer for our teammates, our friends, and our classmates. We cannot be bystanders. Taking action isn't always easy, but it's on, on us. To intervene. Because we can. Learn more and take the pledge at itsonus.org. Let's take a look at the week ahead in the University of Central Missouri Athletics. Number 25 Central Missouri Jenny's Golf returns to action April 24th through 26th in the MIAA Women's Golf Championship at Eagle Creek Golf Club in Joplin, Missouri. Mules Golf just finished the MIAA tournament, finishing fourth. UCM sophomore Alex Gentry claimed the individual title as he shot a two-under par 70 in his final round Wednesday for a combined three-day total of 212, four under par. UCM will now wait to see if they receive an at-large bid to the 2023 NCAA Division II Midwest Central Super Regional Championship May 11th through 13th in Winona, Minnesota. Number 18 Mules Baseball hosts Central Oklahoma in a crucial three-game series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with game times at 3 p.m. Friday, noon Saturday, and 1 on Sunday at Crane Stadium, Tompkins Field. The Mules also have a midweek non-conference game on Tuesday as they travel to Quincy University in Quincy, Illinois. First pitch is at 3 p.m. The Mules are tied with Missouri Southern for first in the MIAA at 21-6, with only three game series against Fort Hayes State next weekend left on the schedule. Jenny's softball heads north this weekend. The Jennies take on Northwest Missouri State at 2 and 4 p.m. Friday in Maryville. They face Missouri Western on Saturday at noon and 2 to wrap up the regular season. 
UCM is third in the MIAA. Central Missouri track and field is scheduled to return to action Saturday at the Pittsburgh State Tune-Up in Pittsburgh, Kansas. You can keep up with how the Mules and Jennies are doing by logging on to UCMAthletics.com or checking out the results at UCMBeat.com and clicking on the Central News tab. That's all for me today. Thanks for joining me on Sports Page, presented by UCM The Beat, the internet radio station of the University of Central Missouri. For more information on upcoming shows, follow us on UCM The Beat's social media for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our blog at ucmsportspage.blogspot.com. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, God bless and go Mules and Jennies. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM with campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.